welcome in. Good Monday morning to you, everyone. It's the show known worldwide, statewide, national-wide, all over. A show that's been on a weird hiatus lately. Moving does that to you. Taking care of other family things does that to you. But we're back with the show known as the Major League Podcast. Oh, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. I'm fiery tonight, y'all. It's Sunday night when I'm recording this, and I'm telling you, I'm fiery. I'm not in a good mood. So we're going to put something that puts me in a good mood. And I'm going to tell you guys something. It's not the Oklahoma Sooners right now. But instead... We're going to start in the NFL. All right. Like I said, we're starting in the NFL. And we're going to start with a topic that has me firing. That has me annoyed as a fan that just all of a sudden Baker Mayfield's going to have a bad game. Baker Mayfield also still has one of the worst offensive lines in the NFL as far as pass protection, but we're just going to ignore all of that and we're going to jump straight into, oh well, he's awful. Call him a bust. Oh, he played at Oklahoma? Come bust. Looking at you, Rex Ryan. Because you would know anything about dominant quarterback play. You played with a guy whose most famous play is a butt fumble. Did your quarterback ever get you to the uh, NFL Super Bowl game? Nah, I didn't think so. So I wouldn't expect you to really know anything about good quarterback play. But... Instead of looking at Baker Mayfield, realizes he is just now getting his second year under his belt. He just got done playing his first 16. Let that sink in for a minute. He started about week five, if I remember right. That's when he took over for the Browns. But we're going to crucify Baker Mayfield because his offensive line is trash. Absolutely trash. Cleveland did everything right this offseason, except build a really good offensive line. That's about the only thing they did wrong with this offseason. That's it. But Baker Mayfield, three games since the bye week. These are the defenses that he's played. And you can argue really whoever you want, but these defenses, New England, probably the best defense in the NFL. Actually, I'm not even going to say arguably. It is. They are the best defense in the league, bar none. Buffalo, top five defense. Denver, top ten defense. Someone would probably throw on their fourth, first, second, and fourth, second, fifth, and ninth, depending on whatever numbers you want to look at. 
Baker Mayfield, by the way, 66% completion, 705 yards, four touchdowns, one interception. But he's awful. Get out of here with that garbage. I don't want to hear that crap. Listen, it's not easy in the NFL. Just because, you know, Dak Prescott walked into having a dominant offensive line doesn't mean every second-year player is going to walk into that. And don't think that offensive line play doesn't matter. The Bills just drafted uh, Cody Ford, and he is a starting dominant offensive lineman for Buffalo. Think about that for a minute. Think about that. Seriously. Baker Mayfield doesn't even have a guy that's on Cody Ford's level. Cody Ford, who is a rookie. Let that sink in for a minute. As you're doing that, we're going to go into the NFL. And uh, the four, I mean, the Browns beat the Bills. 19-16, defensive game. I thought uh, Cleveland's defense was going to mess it up there at the end. But, hey, credit to Baker Mayfield in this game, man. 26-38, 238 yards, two touchdowns. And I, I'm still waiting for the uh, Allen apologist to come out and say, oh, well, you know, he just didn't have a very good game. 22-41, by the way. 22-41. 266 yards, no touchdowns. No interceptions. He had a 43 QBR. Baker had a 68.3. Had a 102.7 rating, so he was efficient at what he was doing. Nick Chubb, 20 carries, 116 yards, so they finally figured that portion of the offense out. And I'm real curious to see how Kareem Hunt does the rest of the way. I'm telling you guys, Kareem Hunt might change this team. They're 3-6 and six now. Um, before I get off Cleveland, I guess I can, you know, tell you the rest of their schedule. So, here are some of the teams they have to play left. They got two games with the Steelers left. They got a game with the Ravens left. So those are the three games right there. That's going to determine if you're a playoff team or not. Those three games. Starting next week, I believe the 14th is on a Thursday. That sounds right. So yeah, Thursday night football this next week is going to be against the Steelers in Cleveland. So hey, let's go Baker. Already a two and a half point favorite in that game. So that means Steelers are favored to win that game. These are the rest of the teams that they got. They got the 0-9 Bengals. They got the 2-7 Dolphins. They got the 3-6-1 Cardinals. Which, by the way, if they fall asleep against the Cardinals, Kyler Murray can put up some points. And then the 0-9 Bengals again. Cleveland has at least one, two, three more wins. Guaranteed. Guaranteed three more wins. I'm calling the Dolphins a guaranteed win. They're, they're terrible. How they've won two games just goes to show you that, you know, it is easy to fall asleep on a team and go, oh, yeah, they're actually full of NFL players. I mean, I just don't get the Miami Dolphins right now. You're wanting the tank to get the quarterback you want, but you just beat Indianapolis in Indianapolis and the Jets. Are you trying to build a culture of you don't want Tua, but instead you want someone else because if you're trying to tank to get the player you want you'd probably just messed it up the last two weeks but I do expect Cleveland to win that win that game uh, they just have better talent on all levels quarterback running back often surprisingly offensive line wide receiver defensive line linebackers cornerback safeties heck I'd even say the kicker for I'd even say Austin Seibert's better than whoever the Dolphins wanted to throw out there. But the games that matter, the games that's going to dictate what you're going to be as a team, Steelers at home on Thursday, Steelers on December 1st, and the Ravens on December 22nd. Those are going to be the games that dictate your year. Are you going to be that team or are you not? Period. That's how that works. So to the rest of the NFL, while I'm uh, still on the NFL segment, you can hear the aggressive tone in my voice already. I'm already thinking about, you know, what's coming up in the show. You guys are in for a real treat on what I have to say. 
Uh, Thursday night football this week was 26-24 Raiders over the Chargers in an actually very surprisingly entertaining game. I had no intentions to watch this game, and then it ended up being better than the college game. So I started watching it. So uh, congrats to the Raiders. I mean, hey, they're looking like they're going to be a pretty good team. Uh, Josh Jacobs, yeah, that dude's a dude. You you play that dude. <laughs> you give that dude the ball and get out of the way. Uh, the Falcons upset the Saints 26-9. Uh, the Rams lose to the Steelers 17-12. Vikings beat the Cowboys 28-24 in a really, really entertaining game. And we'll kind of get to this one a little later because I got some thoughts on this. Uh, but the Lions lose to the Bears 20-13. Uh, In that game, uh, Mitchell Trubisky was 26, uh, 16-23, of 23, 173 yards and three touchdowns. So that that's what happened there. Um, I'm going to assume since Driscoll was the uh, guy passing the ball that there was an injury to uh, Matthew Stafford that I missed. But, hey, give it to Mitch Trubisky. I mean, he's he's getting come at by uh, everybody in the media. And he's, he's responded. Every time it happens, he responds. Uh, the Ravens destroy the Bengals, 49-13. Che- uh, Texans surprise the Chiefs, 35-32. Uh, Jets beat the Giants, 34-27. Cardinals lose to the Buccaneers, 30-27. Uh, like I said, the Dolphins beat the Colts 16-12. to uh, They did not have Jacoby Brissett in this game, the Colts. Uh, instead, they threw out their Brian Hoyer. So I'm, I'm not shocked they only scored 12 points then. Uh, the Packers and the Panthers in a really entertaining game all the way up there till the end. Hey, Kyle Allen's looking like he's, he's going to be a pretty good quarterback in this league. Uh, stood right up there and went blow for blow with Aaron Rodgers in a really good snowy defensive offensive kind of mix game uh so that was your nfl scores this week um so anyway just real quick we're gonna go back to the cowboys vikings so in this game it was third and two with about oh let's say about a minute 50 left it was just right after the uh, two minute warning they got like an eight yard gain right out of the two minute warning and listen dallas had the momentum it was dallas's Dallas had everything, and they did what I would have done. Hey, we've got too much time on this clock, man. We need to milk this. I, I ain't giving this back to uh, to Kirk Cousins to go throw the ball to uh, Stephon Diggs. Uh-uh. No, I ain't doing that. They've, they've kind of been tearing up the defense a little bit. I ain't doing that. I'm not, not doing it. Get out of here with that. I'd run it right there, too. The run play they did the first time was perfect. Perfect call. It's what I would have done. Not executed very well by the best offensive line in in the NFL. The second run play was blocked very well except for one offensive lineman, and his name is Connor Williams, the short-armed Texas Longhorn. I, I, I don't know what he was doing. I really don't. He didn't really kind of help Fredericks at all. He kind of just ran past the guy that he was supposed to at least push just ever so slightly. That's all he had to do. And that's probably a two-yard gain. That's probably a one-yard gain. Makes it a little bit easier to sit there and go, I got the best running back in football. If I can't get a yard with the best running back in football, we deserve to lose this game. Two yards? Okay. With the way that Minnesota plays defense, two yards is a bit much. I get that. But if Connor Williams makes that block, guys, this game is different. It's fourth and one. It's first and ten, more than likely. If Connor Williams comes out of his stance, notices that Frederick hasn't, you know, gone around him yet, put his arm out to push one guy and keep going. If anything, if anything, the defensive player grabs Connor Williams' arms arm and that's a holding call on the defense and that's an automatic first down and then you can do a play action pass off that you can do whatever you want that next play the whole playbook's open I get that you guys wanted to pass in that situation I really do I think the correct call was to run it there you have the best player on the field in uh, 
in Ezekiel Elliott. I get it, Dallas fans. You guys want Lincoln Riley. I do. I get it. Just go ahead and write it down. You're not getting them. Not with the way they've played this year on for Oklahoma. We'll get to them a little later, though. Alrighty, guys. That, that's just some of my thoughts here on the NFL. Baker Mayfield is still a really good quarterback with a really awful offensive line. Dallas made the right play call, in my opinion. Let me know what you guys think. At JakeMajor25 on Twitter. We'll talk about it. I'm all about that. Texas product uh, ruined that run play uh, that potentially could have won the game for Dallas. Thanks, Texas. Bunch of jerks. Alrighty, guys. So this has been the Major League Podcast here on Crossover Radio Sports. Sports Talk with a Purpose. If you are listening on any of the podcast locations that this is located, hey, go download the Crossover Radio Sports app. Go to crsports.org. Do something that gets you on the Crossover Radio side as we have fantastic sports content. So, guys, uh, like I said, this has been the Major League Podcast. Thanks for listening. I will see you guys on the other side of this break. Crossover Radio Sports, Sports Talk with a Purpose. This is Major League Podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. So we're going to talk some NBA basketball coming up, but hey, like I was saying, if you haven't already, I would highly encourage you to go download the Crossover Radio Sports app. Go download the Crossover Radio app as well. If you can't go there, hey, go to Crossover Radio. I believe it's crossoverradio.org, and you can go to CR Sports. Org, and you guys can get all the best content that you're going to find in the state of Oklahoma, period. Period. And you can at me on that one all you want. I love me some Sam Mays. I love me some Gabe Eichard. Jerry Ramsey's pretty good at basketball. I mean, there's always Al and Jim. But you're not going to find guys that are on the level that we are. We're going to give you the honest opinions. We're going to give you the opinions that are actually a little bit closer to what you guys think than those guys. They're just going to give you an opinion based on what what they're told. On what their producer, what their, uh, they're, they're not going to do what, they're, what they actually think. We, on the other hand, will. And we'll do it out of a Christ-based mindset. So guys, definitely... Definitely download those apps. Get everything that you need. And with that, let's go to the NBA. What do you guys think? Alrighty, so yesterday we had some NBA action here. Uh, So we're going to start... On the ESPN app, I'm going to start at the very bottom and I'm going to work my way up because that means I get to end with the Thunder, and that's always a good time. Uh, so the first game is going to be the Raptors-Lakers. They won 113-104, to 104, the Raptors did, as Pascal Siakam went 9 of 25 for 24 points, 5 of 8 from the free throw line. Anthony Davis, the eyebrow, went 10 of 20 for uh, 27 points. Five from six from the free throw line. 
your leading rebound guy was LeBron James with 13 total, three offensive, four of the Lakers. Uh, Pascal Siakam with 11 rebounds, nine defensive, two offensive for Toronto. And Fred Van Fleet with 10 assists, LeBron James with 15. Uh, both guys were very efficient. Uh, over 35 minutes for both guys. Five turnovers between the two. Three for Van Fleet, two for LeBron James. I'm going to tell you guys something. Fred Van Fleet's turning into a player into this league. Don't fall asleep on him ever. Because that dude can play. That guy can play basketball at a really high level. Uh, next game was an overtime game. You had uh, two Oklahoma legends. One's name is Trey Young, whose team lost 124 to 113. Trey Young with 9 of 30, 35 points. 14 of 17 from the free throw line. Also had 10 assists. However, had seven turnovers, had played 43 minutes. Uh, Jabari Parker, uh, power forward, had 11 rebounds. Uh, nine defensive, two offensive. And the team they played, man, oh man. team they played, led by OU legend Terry Stotts, sorry, had a, had a brief lapse in my basketball knowledge, I apologize, um, his team won 124-113 uh, overtime, like I said, uh, Damian Lillard, 8 of 17, 11 of 12 from the free throw line, 30 points, Hassan Whiteside with 12 rebounds, 8 defensive, 4 offensive, and hey, Dame Lillard again, 6 assists, 4 turnovers, 44 minutes, so both point guards kind of turned the ball over just a little bit. Uh, but hey, really, really good game. I mean, Atlanta's got a team this year, guys. They got a little bit of a team, and they start uh, getting it clicking with everybody else. Trey Young starts, you know, doing Trey Young things like he did today. Listen, he was 3 of 13 shooting three-pointers, but I'm going to tell you guys something. He's going to figure it out real fast, and he's going to be really hard to stop. I'm just telling you guys, that, that's going to be something. And how about the Phoenix Suns at 6-3 and three after tonight's game? 138-112 to 112 victory. Devin Booker. 27 points, 10 of 14, 3 for 3 from the line. For the Phoenix Suns, hey, you guys are getting it done. Kyrie Irving, 15 points, 7 of 16, 1 of 6 from the three-point line. Four rebounds, five assists, two personal fouls. Tell you something, guys. Better watch out for the Suns. They might, they might shock some people here. Uh, Spencer Dwindle, or Dwind, Dwindy, sorry. Spencer Dwindy, 18 points, 6 of 16 shooting, 5 for 5 from the line, uh, was your leading scorer for Brooklyn. Uh, the assist guy went to, or sorry, the rebound guy went to DeAndre Jordan with 12, 11 defensive, 1 offensive. Aaron Baines was the uh, Phoenix leading rebounder with 7 all defensive. Assist guy, Rick, uh, Ricky Rubio, 12 assists, no turnovers. Spencer Dwindy was also your leading assist guy with 6 one turnover so both both those guys hey ricky rubio 12 assists no turnovers in 29 minutes that's that's pretty darn good basketball right there uh the cavaliers beat the knicks 108 to 87 uh the knicks suck i'm just gonna tell you guys they're not very good i'm not even gonna go into that game both these teams will probably end up in the uh in the lottery as both teams are awful cleveland's a little bit more put together than than the Knicks, but gosh, the Knicks are so bad. So bad. Alright, 76ers and Hornets. Uh, the Hornets aren't very good either, um, but Philadelphia, 114-106. A little closer than I thought it would be. Miles Bridges, 
three of ten, one of five from the three-point line, seven points on the game. Kid Gilchrist did not play. Trying to see if there's anybody else they got worth mentioning. Uh, Scary Terry Rozier, five of 12, one of four from the three-point land. One rebound, four assists, four personal fouls, 13 points. Hey, how about Cody Zeller, 10 of 13, two of four from three-point three land. Seven rebounds, three personal fouls, but 24 points. Hey, that's pretty good right there, guys. On the 76ers side, Al Horford, 15 points. Joel Embiid, 18 points. They're really good. 76ers are good, guys. They're going to be okay. End of the year is going to come around. They're going to be okay. I'm going to just tell you guys that now. Pacers magic, 109 to 102 go to Pacers as I'm I'm not sure outside of DeMontis bonus that I can name you a player on Indiana's team. Oh, Michael Brockman, okay. I can name you another player. Doug McBuckets, 18 points off the bench, 7 of 13, 3 of 7 from the three-point line. The Magic are wasting Aaron Gordon. 5 of 10, 2 of 5 from three-point land, 13 points. They're wasting Nila Vucevic. Eight of seventeen from the uh, from the floor, two of five from, from deep. Seventeen rebounds, eighteen points. Eric Fournier is also being wasted on that team. This team should be better than three and seven. You've got those kind of guys around you. Yeah, you've got a pretty good solid in in Gordon Vucevic and Fournier. You guys should be doing a whole lot better than what you're doing, but this roster is just not very well put together, in my opinion. They need to get rid of those three guys, and they need to kind of have a direction on what they're doing, or keep those three guys and actually get someone in there that's going to win games and someone that's going to go in there and get this team put together well from the GM standpoint. And Orlando can be something. They've got three pieces that they can build on, where they've got three pieces that they can go and get an immense amount of draft picks. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I would love to see Evan uh, Evan Fournier over in Oklahoma City. I think he'd do really well. He is 27. Um, he does have a pretty big contract. Uh, Vucevic also would not be a bad pickup. Uh, however, he's 29. And I know we're trying to go younger, but hey, Aaron Gordon might be that guy uh, that you build around. He's 24, so... Him, Shea, that'd be pretty good, pretty good uh, math mesh right there, if you want my opinion. Uh, Timberwolves and Nuggets, 198. The Timberwolves lose as the Nuggets hold off. Um, this was an overtime game. Uh, Nuggets scored 10 in overtime, and, and the Wolves only score 8. So that's the difference, and it's ultimately the difference in the game. But, hey, Timberwolves, you got to can't score 13 and a quarter and then turn around and not get one more point to win the game. <laughs> you know, win the game. That 14th point would have really come in handy for you guys in the third quarter. Anyway, Nikola Jokic, 20 points, 9 of 23 from the field. 1 of 3 from uh, the line, so that's actually kind of shocking. Carl Anthony Towns, 25 points, 8 of 23 shooting, 6 of 8 from the uh, from the line, Carl Anthony Towns also had 16 reboards, 12 defensive, four offensive. Will Barton with 12, 11 defensive, one offensive. New, uh, hey, Jokovic again, seven assists, no turnovers. He does that quite a bit. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns, six assists, but five turnovers. Uh, and, and Minnesota's also kind of one of those teams that you look at and you go, why aren't you guys better than what you are? I mean, Andrew Wiggins is kind of looking to be not really all that great as a player on the on the high end when you look at it. Yeah, he's pretty good defensively, but he, he looks like he could have some room. Wouldn't Hey, also 24 would not be a bad idea to try and get him in Oklahoma City, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm looking for the future here, guys. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm looking for the future. I've been claim, I've been clamoring for Robert Covington for years to come to Oklahoma City. I mean... He's a career 36% shooter right now. He's shooting 30, 33%. That'll get turned around. I'm just going to tell you guys that. That's going to get turned around. 
but Den- uh, but Minnesota should definitely be better than what they are. But hey, hats off to Denver, uh, seven and two, real looking real solid as a team. And then your Oklahoma City Thunder guys, they lost one twenty one to one nineteen to the reigning MVP and a really really good Milwaukee team. They are seven and three, but hey, don't let those three losses shock you because. Listen, these guys are good. These guys are really good. They're well put together. They shoot the ball really well. Giannis Antetokounmpo is starting to kind of figure it out as a pro, realizing, hey, I'm taller than everybody else, and I can, I'm more athletic than almost everybody else. And, oh, yeah, I'm really good at basketball. Uh, he went 13 of 19, 2 of 3 from three-point lands. 16 rebounds, 35 points. That's that's Giannis's numbers against OKC. Just hold off. Don't let anybody else score 20, especially someone named Eric Gordon, who went 9 of 15, 3 of 6 from three-point land. Nine assists, four personal fouls, 25 points. That was the guy you needed to hold, and we did not hold him. Uh, but we look over at Oklahoma City. Hey, uh, SGA... 9 of 19, 4 of 6, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 1 foul, 22 points. That's your leading score right there, guys. I'm going to start saying it. We need, to, we need to look at maybe playing Chris Paul a little less and SGA a little bit more, get him some uh, get him some playing time. A guy that we probably should stop playing altogether and find someone to pick him up is Terrence Ferguson. 2 of 6, 1 of 5 in three-point land. One rebound, one assist, one foul, which might be a career low for him. Five points, though. Can't have that. Uh, Gallinari and Newell, both with 14 points each. Mike Muscala had his best game as a Thunder player as he went four for nine from the field. All of those were from three-point land. Uh, 12 points. Darius Baisley continues to impress me defensively. I would love to see him grow just a little bit offensively. Uh, but Dennis Schroeder, hey, 9-12, 3-5 three-point land, 25 points. This guy's going to get – these these guys are going to get traded somewhere good. I'm, I'm just going to tell you all that. Um, Chris Paul, 6-11, 3-5 from three. Five rebounds, five assists, 17 points. These This team is pretty well put together. So they're all playing like, hey – if we play if we play really well, we might find ourselves a rotation spot with the Lakers. Hey, we play ourselves real well. We might find ourselves on a uh, nice little Eastern Conference team and be able to get some uh, get some draft picks to Oklahoma City and might be able to uh, make a run in the NBA title. Who knows? You know, you know, Gallinari would love to go to you know be that final little slide-in piece for Milwaukee, or kind of that last little hump to get uh, to get Boston over the hump after they just lost their superstar, and Gallinari would be a huge pickup for them. So guys, that's my NBA segment. We're going to come back in the next two segments. We are concentrating on Oklahoma football. I'm not really looking forward to this segment because I'm going to be kind of a jerk to Oklahoma fans especially to those who went to the game. So if you guys have been paying attention to my Twitter here recently, you you know exactly what's coming up. But guys, this has been the Major League Podcast here on Crossover Radio Sports, Sports Talk with a Purpose. If you're listening in on any of the podcast locations, hey, go download that Crossover Radio app. Go download the Crossover Radio Sports app as well, too. And that's all you need to type in. And uh, those will be the first things that pop up. So guys, go download that app. Go listen to all the great sports content. Hey, I'm just going to tell you, if you're a Texas fan, if you're a... Uh, if you're Kansas, I'm just going to say this. If you're a Texas fan, you're probably not going to like our station. We don't talk very well. we don't talk very nice about Texas, but we do talk fair, honest football talk. So, alrighty, guys, we're I'll see y'all on the other side of this break. Welcome in to the show of shows. 
champion of shows. Here on Crossover Radio Sports, Sports Talk with a Purpose. Show known worldwide. I'm just to tell you guys something. First things first. I must say all the words inside my head. This might just be one long segment, but I have to find a break somewhere and use that as the determining factor of what kind of separates this. I've got a few things on my drop some pain on Oklahoma fans and the Oklahoma coaches. Because... I'm not feeling it with Oklahoma fans right now. There's a select few of you that kind of understand where I'm about to go on this. Matter of fact, hold on. I took away the protection from the mic because I need to be able to know that I'm loud enough for this. A, if you're an Oklahoma fan, we've all, every single one of us, have been clamoring for a night game. What's up with all these day games? What's up with all these 11 a.m. kicks? What's going on? We're Oklahoma, we should get night games. You're absolutely right. You know what you don't deserve anymore, Oklahoma fans? Night games, period. You can't look at me and say that is exactly what you guys wanted. Oh, well, it looks like we're okay, so don't worry about Oklahoma. They're going to go win this game 100-0. to That's what y'all did. You left at halftime and you left before the third quarter was even over? What the heck are you guys doing? This is the Palace on the Prairie. This is the number one program in the state. This is one of the best programs in, the, in college football. Arguably the greatest blue blood program in football history. And you're going to tell me you're going to up and leave for no reason? Oh, I ran out of my favorite beer. What? What? Oklahoma fans, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, for real. Are we really that spoiled to where we think, oh, we're up 20, we're up 21 points at halftime. I can go home, beat this traffic. I can go in my ace, I can go to my nice house, and I can chill. What are you doing? First all, you guys probably paid too much for that ticket. Period. You paid too much for that ticket. And you're going to tell me you're just going to waste that money and leave at halftime? Get out of here with that. Let me put some preface on where my anger is at. My anger is not at the people who had emergencies. I get that. Emergencies happen. I get that. Go. Go take care of what you need to take care of. First things first. Health, family, friends. Then football. Oh, we just bought the ticket and we're going to go to the game, but we're going to leave at halftime because we didn't really plan this ahead that this would be a really slow game and we got a wedding to get to. Don't go. Oh, I ran out of beer, and and they don't have my favorite beer at the stadium. Don't go. Oh, we're up 21-0 at halftime. We'll win this game going away. Don't go. Seriously, it's not hard. If you're not going to stay to the fourth quarter, if you're not going to stay till the middle of the fourth, I'll say the middle of the fourth quarter because there are blowouts in which, all right, yeah, we leave them. We out. Deuces. I'm legitimately wanting to get ahead of some of this traffic. I get that. But some of these people going to the games, listen, this is Norman. We don't have a pro football team. This is everything to our state, Oklahoma football. They do well, the state does well. It's pretty simple. And it's the same way with Thunder basketball. Thunder basketball does well. Oklahoma City's going to do real well. Small businesses are going to thrive. 
Oklahoma City doesn't do so hot, probably not going to be, you know, probably not going to get those small businesses any money during basketball season. Same thing with Norman, Oklahoma and the University of Oklahoma. Football team's real good. Everything is successful. Seriously, that's just how that works. Now, Oklahoma fans, you've been complaining. I've been right there with you. What is with all these freaking 11 o'clock kickoffs? I get it. I do. I get you. It's annoying. It is annoying to have to wake up and watch Oklahoma football the first thing you're doing. I'm drinking coffee instead of drinking beer to tailgate. What's going on? Listen, I'm just going to tell you guys. All you go, all you guys that go and you come out and you can talk normally after the game, you're doing it wrong. You should never leave a football game. You should never leave a college basketball game. You should never be sitting close enough to where your voice can be worn out just from screaming and yelling and making a loud environment at any sporting event. I will say baseball is the exception. Should never have a voice. I always tell my boss, hey, I went to a sporting event. I'm probably not going to have a voice tomorrow, so just a heads up. But you cannot tell me as a sports fan that you're going to go to a game. Oh, it's the fifth inning. We're up 5-1. There's no way this team's going to come back. Oh, we're up 21 points at halftime. There's no way this team can come back. Oh, we're up 13 points at halftime. There's no way this team can come back. They don't shoot the ball very well. Are y'all dumb? Like, do you go to football games, basketball games, baseball games? You pay a pretty penny for some of these tickets, and you're just going to, okay, time to go. I'm tired of being here. Time to go. Like, for real, what are you doing at the game in the first place? If you're not going to go, scream your throats out and hope for a win. Help be, the, help be a determining factor in making it rough for the other team. You know, this isn't the first time someone's going to say this, but Norman is the least intimidating home field advantage in college football. You know why? Because you fans that go and you get mad at other people who go, oh, we don't do that. That's too loud. I just want to sit here and watch the football game. Don't go. That's my response. Don't go. It was so bad that Fox Sports called it out during the broadcast. Oh, well, look at the stadium here in the fourth quarter where we got a, kind of got ourselves a little bit of a game and all the Oklahoma fans are gone. That should embarrass every single person that's an Oklahoma fan or even claims to be an Oklahoma fan. Oklahoma students, that should, that should rub you wrong, guys. Don't think that uh, recruits don't see that either, just so you know. Then go to Alabama. Alabama was getting blown out. You know what that stadium did? They stayed, they were loud, and they made sure they at least helped make it difficult for their team to at least try and get a victory, and they almost came back and won that freaking game. And that crowd was lit the entire time. You want to know when people started leaving? When it was obvious the game was over. Rufus Alexander said it best. Fans shouldn't get it twisted. The mistakes on the field. It's the mistakes of the... uh, Fans shouldn't get it twisted. The mistakes on the field. It's the mistakes of the players. You guys get none of that. You get none of the blame, fans. Giving up a 21-point lead, you get none of that blame. Having a stadium atmosphere of a high school playoff game in the second half is on you fans. Rufus Alexander is calling you guys out. I bet if I were to go find more OU players, they'd do the same. Here's another one that he said. Sooner fans, quote, I hate all these early kickoffs. Quote, why are all these, why are we playing so many early games? Halftime at a late game, Sooner fans, quote, 
man, it's been a long day. Let's leave. Fans create the atmosphere, create energy. Can't blame... Can we blame the fans for a flat atmosphere after the half? Absolutely we can. You people that left don't deserve your ticket moving forward, period. Get rid of them. Sell them to somebody else. Sell them to someone that's actually passionate about being a Sooner fan. For real. I work Saturdays. I do. And I hate every second of the fact that I have to work on a Saturday. And you want to know what? I went to an OU game and I didn't, in that following Monday, I didn't have voice. I didn't leave till after the bands were done playing, period. The bands left the field before I did. Have that kind of passion, Sooner fans, because that garbage that you showed on Saturday, y'all don't deserve night games if that's what you're going to do. Man, I didn't realize the pinnacle of OU fandom at being at games was the 2008 Texas Tech game. I didn't realize that was going to be the, oh, that's the pinnacle of what we are as fans. For real? That's what we're going to make our claim to? Oh, we're just, we just don't get rowdy like that anymore. That's too much work. It's Saturday. How about all y'all that left for no really good reason? Other than the fact, oh, I just want to beat some traffic. Oh, man, it's kind of late. We don't know what we're doing. We're up 21 points. Let's go home, go to bed. Like, for real, guys? Like, for real. My man, Ryan Abernathy, you can hear him every Sunday on Ryan and Philip Conversations Rules. Listen, Ryan says it best. I don't go to OU games if they're night kickoffs, period. Because I got to preach tomorrow. I got to work tomorrow morning. I got to preach my church. That's the right attitude to have. If you're going to go, go for the entire game. You're one of 85,000 people in that stadium that should not have a voice on, set on Sunday. You should not, period, have a voice. And the fact that some of you people left at halftime just because, oh, they didn't have the food I want here. Oh, the line for food was too long. Oh, they don't have my favorite beer. Oh, you know what? We're up 21 points. It's halftime. We'll win this game. Oh, you want to know something? How about instead we, uh, well, you know, why don't we just uh, show back up next time? And we'll stay next time. You know what? It is kind of late. I kind of want to go to bed. I want to get to church early tomorrow. All of those excuses are crap excuses. Don't go to football games if that's your excuse for leaving before the fourth quarter. Before the game's over. People should not be able to move down from their seats to get closer because you left and didn't come back. Like, if you're just there to fill a seat, don't go. If you're not going to get loud, crazy, and amazingly rambunctious, don't go. For real. Don't go. Give it to fans that actually want to go. Give it to fans that actually can say, you know what? I went to the game. I don't have a voice. I helped. I was part of the reason the Sooners won. Because my, my voice helped get my section loud. My section got loud, got my whole area loud. My whole half of the stadium got loud because I was loud. I would rather have a whole bunch of people who think, I would rather have 85,000 people who thought like that than the 85,000, than the probably the 80,000 people that just go there and clap. All right, it's third down. Let's go, guys. All right, let's go. Now, listen, the whole standing up thing, I get it. The stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. That gets a little old on knees. I have cross-country runner knees. My knees suck. I get that. You don't want to stand the whole time? Cool, sit down. There's mega super jumbotrons in the north and south end zones. You won't miss the game. You'll be just a tick behind, but you won't miss games. You won't miss any action. But not to be loud, not to be sitting there clapping, your hand should be red and throbbing at the end of the game. You shouldn't have a voice. 
that's how you should do fandom. Just going up and going, all right, guys, let's go. That's not fandom. That's not, period. Iowa State crowd, their little section of crowd that they had was louder than most of our fans. That shouldn't happen ever at an OU sporting event. That shouldn't ever happen. Especially, especially at Oklahoma during football games. Most of you old people that are at the game, you witnessed the 90s. You were there for the 90s. You want that crap again? Start doing what you're doing. Leave at halftime. Leave at the third quarter. See how fast the 90s come back. If you don't want to go to the game, don't go to the game. Sell your ticket. You can't sell your ticket? Take $100 off it. Somebody will buy it. Well, that means I lost money on it. Well, you're going to lose money because you're not going to the game and it's a wasted ticket. What's $100 compared to a wasted, then wasting money like that? I'm really, really annoyed by this. In case you didn't know it, if you follow me on Twitter, that was the main thing I tweeted about after the game. I even said this. I've never been more disappointed in Oklahoma fans at, it, at the game. That 2008 Texas Tech game seems to be the pinnacle of OU's home environment. That should, that should anger everyone that calls themselves an OU fan. Somebody tweeted out, our fans are awful. You, can't, you can get triggered all you want, but that's the truth. It's the quietest 83,000 people, 83 plus thousand you've ever seen. Give your tickets, give up your tickets if you're just there to socialize. One guy's on Twitter said, I've been to two games in my lifetime, and I'm screaming my head off the entire time. I'm too poor to waste those tickets. I can't sit. I can, I can sit at home. I can sit down at home. Guys, if you're going there just to socialize, sit down and talk about, you know, the old days when you were in college, that's what tailgates are for. You're inside the palace and the prairie. It's time to lose your minds. What Alabama did with their home environment makes Oklahoma's environment look legitimately, like Rufus Alexander said, a high school playoff game. Congratulations, Oklahoma fans. When the team needed you most, you weren't there. When the team needed you most just to create some positive energy for them, you know what you did? You took your beers, you took your food, and you left at halftime. Congratulations, Oklahoma fans. You're not any better than than you're not any better than any other fan base out there. You're not. Heck, Texas put on a better environment against Kansas State than you guys did. Kansas State put up a better environment against us. Kansas. Kansas, with 40,000 people, with half the attendance, put up a better home environment than Oklahoma last week. Baylor seems to only put out great home performances when they're sellouts. Are you telling me we're worse than Baylor as fans? We can't get loud, crazy, and make an environment that was untouchable in college football? We had the greatest advantage in college football from 2005 to 2011. Undefeated at home. Longest home win streak in the history. I, I think it was the history of sports or at least in college football. I'll fact check myself and I'll fix that tomorrow. But you cannot tell me as an Oklahoma fan that went to the game and you left at halftime that you're okay with doing that. You should be embarrassed. You should feel dirty. The shower that you took today, you should feel worse. That was disgusting, Oklahoma fans absolutely disgusting you're going to complain and 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 frankly it's you're going to complain and you're going to use the b word about all that about 11 a.m kickoffs and then you're going to show up 
all half. And you're going to stay for half of football and leave? Listen, the Houston game, we didn't even do that. We stayed, and we stayed until that game was determined. That game was over. And when we started leaving, and that's how that should work. I stayed till after so I could listen to the bands. I'm that much of an Oklahoma fan. And if you're just a football fan and you're there, oh, we got a 21-point lead, we can leave, and we can watch the rest of the tailgates. That should embarrass you. You're not an Oklahoma fan. I left because they don't have my favorite beer. Get out of here. Don't call yourself an Oklahoma fan. Go be a Texas fan. Go be an Alabama fan. Go be an LSU fan. Go ride the bandwagon somewhere else. Get that crap out of get that crap out of Norman. If you don't want to be there, you don't want to be loud, crazy, and rambunctious, then don't go to the football game. If you want to sit here and be passionate Twitter warriors calling me out saying, okay, you want to pay the tickets? Okay, let's go. You can pay for the tickets. Listen, I pay for my tickets, and I go, and I stay the entire time. I pay for what I get. I get what I paid for. And my voice is, and my, voice and my presence is felt the entire game. 85,000 people should be well advantage enough to cause at least seven or eight false start penalties per quarter. If you guys are so quiet they can make a call by just taking two steps to the line and just make a normal call, that ain't no home field advantage. That's a country club. That's practice. And honestly, I'm just so sick and tired of having having a fan base like this. We're going to show up, and one of the worst things I actually hate is the fact that we don't get loud until it's like, okay, no, we really have to get loud. One of the ones on here, one of the idiots on here, are you going to make all the donation payments for people that don't cheer the way that they have decided they should cheer? No, but you should be loud enough that your whole section has to match you. You should be loud enough that you're heard. You should be loud enough that you don't have a voice. Y'all, Oklahoma City has one of the best home court advantages in the NBA. We're loud. We are. We have a nickname of Loud City. Y'all created that. Y'all Oklahoma City's Thunder fans created that. And I know a large chunk of you guys are Oklahoma fans, and you're going to tell me you're okay with that bull crap that you guys performed on Saturday? Listen, I'm not even talking about the team. I don't care what the team's doing. If you can't get loud, if you can't get loud for your team, then you don't have a heartbeat and you don't need to be at the stadium. Be loud for your team. Seriously, it's not hard. LSU does it. Alabama does it. Florida does it. Auburn does it. Texas does it. Kansas did it last week. West Virginia does it. Are you saying we're not as good as Kansas and West Virginia? Oklahoma fans, you're a disgrace, and you should feel bad for last week. You guys don't, frankly, Oklahoma fans don't deserve another night game. Again, for a while. You guys don't deserve it. Keep bringing the 11 o'clock kicks. Bring the 2.30 kicks. Anything but night games. Oklahoma fans, you, you've lost the right to enjoy night games. You, you have. You don't deserve them. When the team needed you most, 40,000 of y'all stayed. The other 40 just up and left. And that's an embarrassment. All right, guys, I'm going to gonna. gonna I'm going to continue on here, but I'm going to put myself on a little break so I know that this is the next segment. We can do a little bit of a transition. 
take a little bit of a commercial break in between this and in the next segment. I'm going to kind of complain about the team here for a minute, but give me just a second. We're at our hour mark, so we're actually going to go ahead and end the show. Guys, be sure to listen in tomorrow. I'm going to break down the game, kind of my thoughts about it, and we'll also talk about some Oklahoma State fans. You're not out of the woods yet. I still see you guys from talking about Sam Mays. But, hey, guys, this has been Crossover Radio Sports, Sports Talk with Purpose. If you are listening in on any of the podcast locations, thanks for listening in. Have a great day. And don't ruin somebody's 2019. It is not over yet. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Thank you.